Okay. I still hate that thing. For all those wondering, don't like them telling me recordings in progress. We could have skipped out on that update. But mental health is a big thing. We've done a lot of it on the show. Thank you for everyone that listened to the Justin one. Appreciate it. Keep sharing it because I know he's served with hundreds of us. So I know there's some on the health. Someone just found out two days ago. So I know there's people that still haven't even found out about that. On top of already dealing with everything, you know, stressors in life, which is why the number is going back up. Sadly, suicide numbers are back, you know, right around their peak again. You know, shocker. No one should be surprised there, even, you know, because they did say we're going back to normal. Hot damn, we are. Uh, And now we encourage people and make money, you know, make a billion dollar industry off of encouraging mental health problems. And, you know, psychological clusterfucks that we walk around with every day because people suck. Thankfully, there's a face that none of you will see if you're watching this, but, you know, no one really, you know, the YouTube numbers are hit and miss. So you're not really missing anything. If you're listening, if you're listening, you get to hear the voice. That's all that matters. She's a miserable fuck. She hasn't showered yet, so she looks worse than me, which is saying something because... She got the better genes when it comes to, you know, looking like a human being. I look like a mongoloid homeless person with a half tooth. It's fun. We've been talking about doing one of these for education for a while. Now we're going to educate you guys on some mental health numbers. You know, I got some civilian stuff, some veteran stuff. Yeah. Just the important stuff in a conversation that no one actually wants to have in the country because we're more worried about, you know, ooh, look over there and what they distract us with than, you know, things that are actually fucking happening. Because we're a bunch of mongoloid idiots. So, without further ado, I'm sure she could say something, and we can move on with this. And I'm going to keep staring at that little block that at least says her name right now, because it didn't even do that when we got hooked up on this. So, so good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm Megan. Um, I study um, mental health and trauma-related mental health um, specifically. So that's a little bit of the expertise that I am offering to this segment today. Pardon me leaning back. It's nice to sit here and have someone else talk. I haven't done that in a while, but, you know, no point in getting into, you know, all the BS of our lives, but kind of, we're not experts, but quite knowledgeable on issues shall we say i'll go with issues that could you especially once for veterans for me you know i've been there done that deal with it every day i think i might actually be clinically depressed right now if everyone's being 100 honest i still ain't sleeping right no desire to eat just ugh. but i'm gonna come out of it just, the whole thing with justin really isn't sitting well and caught me off guard but like she said she knows a thing or two about this, and I know a thing or two about this, and the stats with both, you know, civilian and veteran suicides are back pointed in the egregiously wrong direction, and it took, what, 10 minutes for them to go back there? After finally getting a decline for two years, suddenly everything's right back like nothing happened, which is kind of terrible in my eyes, and it says a lot, but I'll go on that tirade soon we'll go with soon i know i'm gonna have you know 
stats don't lie on that, and everyone can eat some sort of pinkish object. It doesn't matter what you feel. Stats don't lie. Don't get me started on job creation shit. Why they're already there. Everyone went back to work. That's not creating anything. But that's another argument. You know, I already had it this morning because people suck. But without further ado, I'm going to let her uh, jump in there and, you know, let me know what she has to say on some numbers. I can cross off what I also had wrote down then. That way I don't have to repeat it because I'm sure I have done it ad nauseum at some point to everyone that listens to this thing or watches it. But without further ado, she's going to go over some stuff because I don't feel like talking. So, yeah, um, just going over some of the statistics, um, approximately 132 people a day commit suicide mm-hmm. on average. Um, and... Depending on what resource you look at, anywhere between 17 and 28 of those a day are veterans. Um, The most at-risk demographic for committing suicide are men between the ages of 25 and 45, which make up a really good percentage of our veteran population. Uh, Not that we don't have female vets that commit suicide, but... Um, the male, the male population in general between 25 and 45 is the most at-risk population for actually attempting and, or successfully completing suicide. Absolutely. Sadly. Now, if you look at the trends for that, um, for suicides in general, it stays relatively consistent throughout the year. There are no large drops. There are no large upticks. However, there are slight drops and slight upticks. And uh, April is statistically the lowest month for suicides. And unfortunately, the end of November, I'm sorry, the end of October into the beginning of November, there is always a slight uptick in suicides. Um, And that is it, it can be contributed to a lot of things. Seasonal depression is a huge factor. Um, the changing of the time and sunlight hours and the amount of vitamin D you're getting and all of that, 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 that plays into it. Um, but I wanted to read a passage from one of my favorite books on trauma. It's extremely well known. Um, the author is actually a gentleman named Bessel van, van der Kolk. Um, he, is part of the original team that really identified PTSD as a mental health crisis um, back after the Vietnam War. He has done this his whole life. And this book is, um, it's called The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. And this is what he specializes in. But I I just want to read this passage from page 14, um, because I think that it, it, really explains why this time of year can be so overbearing and difficult for people suffering from PTSD. Um, So it's called the numbing. It says maybe the worst of Tom's symptoms was that he felt emotionally numb. He desperately wanted to love his family, but he just couldn't evoke any deep feelings for them. 
He felt emotionally distant from everybody, as though his heart were frozen and he were living behind a glass wall. That numbness extended to himself as well. He couldn't really feel anything except for his momentary rages and his shame. And he described how he hardly recognized himself when he looked in the mirror to shave. This time of year, with the holidays and, you know, trying to get together with people and it's the time when you know you're supposed to feel joy and you're supposed to feel all of these other emotions. Um, and if you just don't and you can't figure out why and you can't figure out how to fix it, you end up in a helpless loop. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a lot of theories behind why there's always an uptick around the holidays, but I think that that numbness and that description of how Tom feels in the very beginning of this book, this is just helping to lay the foundation for this book. Um, but I think that that is an amazing description that a lot of people, it resonates with a lot of people, um, especially if you have PTSD, if you've had traumatic experiences and you just don't know how to get back to being yourself. And in some instances, that's never going to happen. Sadly, you know, I think I, what I saw, I don't remember who it was. You know, but it goes back to, you know, you've seen it. We've all seen it. You know, we're, it was a naval corpsman, I believe, said, you know, if you join the army, it takes this amount of time to go back to, you know, to readjusting to be a civilian life, Navy, yada, yada, yada. Once you're, you know, a Marine, we can never fully adjust back to that. And a lot of that is, you know, very true. And then there's a lot of, you know, PTSD is, you know, obviously a huge one. And like you said, like, yeah, finally after Vietnam, even though they still called it shell shocked, and I still don't think that the VA or anyone gives an honest, you know, gives a single fuck about it. Pardon my French, but I know how much they care about my health care. So, I can just imagine how it is for, you know, some people out there. And then, you know, you got the Marine Corps birthday and, you know, especially when you, you know, suffer from PTSD and, you know, you're trying to get through it. And then let's say, for instance, you know, I know a lot of guys that even lost their wife, children, you know, they lose their whole families, which, you know, then just adds on, it compounds, you know, what's already going on inside of their head and all those feelings that, you know, were just described pretty damn spot on in that passage that you read. And it just, you know, it just adds another layer to just really the emptiness and no, actually the emptiness that you feel really numb to everything. You know, it's all, don't worry, been there. Uh, we've all been there really, but you know, it's just a bad time of the year for, you know, all of those things. Again, you know, not everybody that, you know, we end up losing, you know, has lost their whole entire family or anything, but you know, that compounds when all of, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, all that stuff is there and you just have the memories to look back on, which is just, you know, some people, that was the only thing holding them together that I can guarantee you from some of the guys that I've, you know, lost and they lost that. And, you know, really sadly at that point, I mean, pretty much everyone feels like they're helpless and it's not solvable, which is, the biggest, you know, heartbreaker of it all, because the only thing they stop from, you know, they don't stop 
things from getting worse. They just take away the opportunity for anything to actually, you know, get better. And that's the biggest, you know, heartbreak of it all. You know, the families left behind sucks, but, you know, it's just that you have to feel that helpless and that nothing has a chance of getting better. But all you do is, you know, pass that pain onto others and leave a bunch of questions for them and stop your life from being able to improve. Because no matter what, I mean, everything can get, you know, better. It might take months, you know, days, weeks, months, years, you know, for it to finally do it. But sooner or later, I think we could both say from experience, you know, things do take the upward swing. And it's just, you know, some people don't get to see that in their life. And uh, that's the tragic part. Well, and I think that there's a couple of things that play into that. Um, at first and foremost, especially for men and especially for veterans, um, we have a culture that still shames people into not asking for the help that they need. Yes. Yes. Um, you feel like you're this big, strong man and you were a Marine and you were all of these, these things, you were a hero. You can't ask someone else for help because you have feelings. That's absurd. But unfortunately, that's exactly what you need. We teach people to bottle everything up and don't talk about it and not to show people the ugly parts of ourselves. But unfortunately, that's the only way to fix it. And until you're, you've come to terms with the fact that that has to happen, you're snuffing out your own chances <laughs> of remedy and you're stunting yourself into feeling this way and letting it fester and letting it get worse because culturally we put a stigma on mental health issues still to this day, even though almost half the population is diagnosed with some sort of depressive disorder. Yeah, those numbers are, uh, those numbers cataclysmically rose just from a, uh... Hell, back when we were teenagers, might not have been that long ago, but, and I know, but I, look that's the, I look at the Spotify numbers, talk about it. Yeah, I look at the Spotify numbers, <laughs> I see the age group that mostly listens on there, I'm nowhere near any of you in that demographic, but dear God, if it's jumped this much from me and hers time to now, it has to be ungodly for, you know, that population just to see, you know, how it is, and you know, really, I put, you know, you know, they're not the same thing, but uh, like addicts, you know, until they're ready to help themselves. Correct. It's you the can, same you thing. You can throw it the really whole entire book at them, but it's not going to make one lick of difference until they're You're actually still in that same torturous cycle, whether you are an addict or not, the, the addiction the in thing. this case is the mental illness. You keep thinking you can do it on your own. You're going to quit being sad, cold turkey. That's not how it works. You yeah. need to talk about it with a professional who's trained to teach you to think about it in a different way. Because really, cognitive behavioral therapy, teaching you how to rethink about issues and putting them in a different perspective for yourself is the only way to get over those emotional roadblocks that you've built in your brain. 
and whether it's you making yourself do it, you know, you're going to it, like you see everything falling apart and that's what gets you. Or you just sit down and, you know, because I know there's a stigma and you know, a lot of veterans don't want to deal with the VA. I'm pretty sure, you know, one that said he would rather die mm-hmm. than go to the VA. Uh, don't worry, guys. He did. Very old age, you know. Evie loved him. I never met him. I never met him. So, yeah, all I know is that quote. And I'm pretty sure that quote might be in my file at the VA because of how long it's been since they mentioned doing anything in Fayetteville. I think I said it rather, I'm pretty sure it was probably very grotesque and bloody what I said when they're on weekend send you. You can wait six months to go to Fayetteville. And then something around that line came out of my mouth. And they haven't mentioned it in like eight years. So apparently whatever I said stuck because I don't even hear it. But, you know, even if it's just a fellow veteran or just, you know, friend and anything, you know, just to at least get the ball of wax moving and to get, you know, because obviously not everyone's going to be comfortable with going straight to a professional. And again, if it's a veteran, I fully understand because I had the same psychiatrist for my first eight years. Bitch couldn't even pronounce my last name by the end of it. She pronounced it Helsinki at one point. And anyone that's ever seen my last name, believe it or not, it's all over here, right there. Nowhere near Helsinki. So I fully understand if you don't want to do that. But, you know, talking to a friend, you know, a loved one, a fellow veteran, you know, just someone just at least get the ball of wax going, you know, that you're comfortable with to start at least, you know, opening those channels, I think is the proper, you know. Yeah, you know, word for that, you know, at least start that, you know, that is a start anything just, you know, you, holding on to it, holding on to it just ends in, you know, tragedy in all situations. I mean, people just, you know, can't hold it all in, hold on until they go off like a fucking hand grenade or nuclear bomb and they just leave a path of destruction behind them. So, you know, I fully, you know, whether it's, again, a therapist, a psychiatrist, you know, well, the VAF, anyone, things. talk to someone, just start talking. You start talking, you'll start feeling better, and then that will open up, you know, more comfort to bigger channels to help you, you know, with people that are trained for it. But you have to start talking at least to someone, or it's just going to eat you alive. And I can speak from that personally, it'll kill you. And Literally. there are a couple of things you can do when trying to find a therapist. Number one, the biggest thing with trying to find a professional to help you is to find somebody you click with. And it may be very frustrating. So you need to be prepared for that in the beginning. You might go through four or five, six different people before you find your person. But oh. it is important to find someone that you are comfortable with and who you feel like is paying attention and understanding what you say. Oh. You may need to go online and find a therapist that is a veteran or uh, find a therapist who's married to a veteran. Uh, Find somebody that specializes in what you need. Don't just go to Bob down the street because he's got a psychiatric practice and you think his counseling service is close to the house because Bob may not be qualified to deal with what you're dealing with. And Bob's not going to help you. And then it's going to compound the issue of you feeling like you're helpless and that there's no hope. No, that's full. You need to really go through and vet your therapists and find somebody that you are comfortable with. And it might take several tries, even without having you know, military background and issues, it was difficult for me to find a therapist for myself because I had special issues that 
your average everyday run-of-the-mill counselor did not know how to deal with or was not comfortable dealing with. I ran into that too when trying to find someone. So number one, first and foremost, you have to be comfortable with this person and they need to understand what you need. That's first. Secondly, if you're not finding a professional and you're just going to talk to somebody, it doesn't even need to be detailed. If you're not comfortable sharing details, don't. So as you mentioned earlier, uh, my daughter's grandfather um, on my ex's side, he was a Vietnam veteran and was very sick. He had PTSD, uh, had to deal with everything through the VA, did not have good experiences. Um, but I can remember coming home when my daughter was two and three years old. Jesus Christ, and you remember that long ago? I would come home from work and she had spent the entire day with him. And uh, he was her best friend and she was she was his too, I think, really. Um, but I, I had walked in on them more than one occasion where he would have a, a movie on TV and be crying. And she would say, well, Pop Pop, why are you sad? It's guns and it's not sad. And, you know, to him, it was. And he would, in his own way, he was getting therapy from a two-year-old because he would say things like, well, baby, Pop Pop had some bad things happen when he was younger at, at, at the job that he did. And the guns make him think about that. And it makes me sad. And she would just get up and give him a hug. And in her own little way, she was helping him work through that. She had no idea. Yeah. And he gave no details. But he got to express his sadness and she got to help. So you can, in a way, get through things without the help of a professional and without giving details that make you or whoever is listening uncomfortable. But you need to have the strength of mind to be able to work through the details internally while expressing very little externally and maintain that at the same time. The third thing that I would suggest is, um, believe it or not, there are a ton of books out there um, specifically geared toward understanding trauma. Um, and until I started researching this, it it wasn't something you knew. You, you, I mean, you see self-help books all the time and they're all on dieting or like figuring out how to get divorced without hating your spouse and things like that. But they make books that will scientifically explain to you what's going on in your brain, why these traumas changed the way you think and the way that you see yourself, why your body reacts certain ways. Why do you start sweating whenever you have a flashback? Why do all these things happen? There are books that will explain things like that to you. So you can at least, even if you're not going to talk to somebody, you can understand the chemical reactions 
and the things that go on in your brain and why your body physically reacts the way that it does when you have flashbacks, when you have bad dreams, when uh, you're triggered by a sound, uh, why certain emotions make you feel the way you do. Like if you have memories and all of a sudden you're just sad and you stay sad for three weeks and you can't seem to snap out of it. There are books out there um, that will, will help you explain that to yourself. And personally, reading those books helped me more than therapy did because I'm one of those people, you can't tell me what I'm supposed to do because fuck you, that's why. Um, I need to tell myself. So in reading all this and understanding the whole process of how and why it works the way it does inside my head, I was actually able to adjust my own behavior. And then all of a sudden I started to understand why the therapist was like, well, you probably shouldn't do that. You should do this. She was trying to change my behavior without changing my understanding of the behavior. And for me personally, I needed to understand it first in order to change it. So the, the books really, really helped in that aspect. And um, The Body Keeps the Score was probably one of the best that I read only because it lays everything out in a scientific basis. And the gentleman is an expert on PTSD. He is one of the biggest advocates trying to make PTSD a diagnosable illness and treating it and experiments for treating it. And just, there's no bigger advocate out there than um, Bessel van der Kolk. And I, I really recommend that book first and foremost. There are a couple others. Um, if you have a childhood trauma, The Deepest Well is an amazing book for that. Um, there's also Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving by Pete Walker. That's an amazing read. Um, and Trauma Stewardship is also a really great book for just getting to know your brain and your reactions to help yourself and give yourself the tools and the understanding to help yourself. Fuck you. That's why. Yep. Uh, I was waiting for it. <laughs> it's like that so Hardy. far I've only dropped one F bomb. I'm yeah. proud of myself. It's like, it's like the old Hardy's commercial with the half naked girl standing there. Why did we put hot dogs, onion rings, French fries, and then on a cheeseburger because America, that's why like, that's pretty much your equivalent right there. Why? Cause fuck I me mean, literally. I mean, cause they couldn't say, cause fuck you. That's why on the commercial, which I think, yeah, but I can. Which I think, you know, I do. Like, oh my God. For anyone that knows, YouTube threw, you know, a big warning on one of them. So I was like, I couldn't, like, they emailed me, like, I can't be mad. Why? Because I lost track. Like, I was, I don't remember what I was mad about. But I know I. Mean, if you need to go in and beat me out, I'll try not to be offended. But like, it was just rolling and just cracked the door. She's like, God damn. Like, I don't know why I'm mad, but. I was, but back to the topic at hand. I don't know why they just clicked together. I don't know. She said that I was waiting for it. So don't know why it's even as funny because I knew it was coming. It's just the way her brain ticks, everybody. It's even scarier in person. You're welcome. Do you realize she's only five feet tall? Then it's not nearly as terrible. Then actually it's more terrifying if you think about it. Get like getting eaten to death by a chihuahua. Impressed rage. There you go. It's a scary thought, but... Uh, some other big things, you know, with all of it and the numbers, you know, between the increases we've seen in the last, you know, 
two years, obviously, you know, up. Um, but there were some number of movements throughout the years that, you know, need to be, you know, discussed and can't be ignored because something was obviously happening in that amount of time. But suicide was the 11th leading cause of death in the U.S. in 2021, which was, you know, not you know pleasant, but it was at least a 10th in 2019. It was a 12th leading cause of death in 2020 during, you know, all of that. So, you know, numbers moved there, whether they're good or bad, you know, but the higher the number, the less people were losing, obviously. So that's a good thing. Uh, suicide I have rates. a theory behind that as well. So um, obviously this hasn't been proven and I don't know that it can be. I'm not even sure it's anything you can test. But statistically speaking, people that want to commit suicide say it's because they feel hopeless and help, helpless and isolated. Yeah. But during 2020 and 2021, during the pandemic, everyone was isolated, yeah. which to somebody who normally feels alone, knowing that everyone else is alone, makes you not feel so alone. If that makes sense. It does. Because everyone's going through it. So, you know. Yeah, everyone. And you're no it, longer it, isolated. You're yeah. no longer the weirdo. It gives everyone a sense of understanding of exactly what those individuals, you know, feel every single day because it was forced on the whole population. And they felt like, well, everyone feels like this now. So now it's it's really not as traumatic when you know other people are going through it. I think it uh, I think it helped you know people be more understanding of that feeling and then there are people like you know i already got it and then there was you know people like me saying don't you tell me how to socially distance from people I i've been training for this it. my whole life damn it but everyone i think on a serious note got a better understanding of that whole entire process because you know and again it all depended on what state you were into because you know, everyone was different you guys were you know astronomically different up there in pa than i was down here in north carolina which is why i had a bunch of friends come visit me from pennsylvania i'm not gonna mention any names but they came down there like, whoa. Like, yeah, no, it's okay. Well, it's still America down here for the most part. You know, bars added food to their menus. They should have anyway. So, you know, we didn't lose the whole world where in some places it was just like they had limits on how many people from one family could be in a grocery store at a time, which is just, which accomplished nothing. By the way, let's go. At least that's my personal opinion. Didn't really do anything. But back to real numbers. Because I love numbers. I have a binder full of numbers. Saw the largest jump in over two decades with a 4% increase in both male and females in 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, then we get to actual big rates, like the rate increased 37% between 2018. If I just headbutted the microphone with the bill of my hat, I apologize for the thud it made. Uh, decreased 5% between 2018 and 2020. And, you know, its peak was 2018. You know, then we were at 14.2 per 100,000. And you now it jumped all the way. And then by we took that big decrease and it was back up to 14.1 per hundred thousand in 2021. There's some totals that I have again, increased every year through its peak, you know, which is in 2018, which is at, you know, 48,344. And then in 2019 it was down 47,511. So 800 less people. And then, we even went down even farther in 20, like astronomically farther down in 2020 with only 45,979, which does go, you know, with what she was saying, because, you know, everyone 
felt it. And I really think that um, because no one could do anything, it led to more people reaching out and checking on people, which believe it or not, just that little, you know, quick text or a call to see how someone's doing can make the biggest difference in their world. You know, I think, you know, people were less shitty. I mean, we saw how bad 2020 was. I'm not saying that, but yeah, there's more understanding. So people were, you know, and there's less people could do. So there's more communication, you know, going on is at least part of it, you know, for me, why the numbers were going down. You know, cause I think that, like you said, they get helped, you know, cause everyone was going through it. So that could be a thing. And again, then there's socioeconomic, you know, headaches that come, but I'm going to go on that tirade later. Don't worry. I'm ready. Now we get to veterans, which I know you probably have way more numbers because I already went over to some. So I only have a few before I get off my soapbox and let you go, but there are 6,000 veterans and 2,000 rows, just under 6,800 in 2018. And it was down, you know, which is an average of like a 47 increase every year between, you know, 2018, which is an astronomical increase. There's not that many of us, believe it or not, in the country veteran-wise, but peak was 60, just well, 6,796 in 2018 was down to 6,146 in 2020 because we saw back-to-back years after an increased average of 47 a year for, what, 18 years. We at lost over, you know, the number went down by over 300 for two consecutive years, and now it's back pretty much right to its peak, which means there was something happening in that, you know, two-year span that was different than what i guess 20 the other 20 years that we've you know lived through since 2000 like there was something there and sorry guys but there, i saw someone report the calendar year numbers for 2022 which i thought was funny because you know the calendar year isn't over yet so i don't know how they're officially reporting anything and the fiscal numbers we probably won't see until like april because you know that's what they do they have a giant database to keep track of the shit but we won't know until yeah, we're bombing some country somewhere and we're distracted and then they'll put out the actual, yeah. They'll silently release the numbers. This, by the way, that's just the way the federal government works. That's not me picking on anyone. They suck. But yeah, we were actually at a very good down click and number jumped again, 110, 2021. It's over just under 6,400. And those numbers were increased 24% for females and 6% for males in the veteran population but to go from losing over 300 a year just you know in the numbers so we're doing good to 110 you know increase the next year is not is not good and i have an odd feeling that number for you know this fiscal year isn't going to be pretty whenever they finally release the damn thing but don't worry when they release it i'll be here swearing at someone in front of this beautiful camera that my sister got me it's not the microphone she got me but anyway, now on to your veteran stuff, because I know you said you have a bunch of stuff. I just I to get off those little numbers that I didn't get off last time. If she's Yeah, so um just That's... talking about veterans, you know, um a couple of the things that I looked up obviously was the the, the averages. Um and, and depending on what resource you look at, yeah. it's anywhere between 17 and um 26 a day. Um and I think that the the rally call is about 22, 22 yeah. a day is kind of the slogan. Um, that's 22 a day too many. Yeah. Um, so these are men and women that selflessly 
put themselves in harm's way to protect our freedoms, our rights. Um, they are the men and women that left their families for months, sometimes years at a time, um, to go protect other people's families, strangers' families. Um, and if you've ever been away from your family, even for a few days, you understand that it can be difficult. So, you know, just put into perspective being gone for six months, sometimes without any communication, you can't send a text message. You can't call whenever you want to, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people take that for granted, um, the kind of selfless uh, sacrifice that that really goes into being a soldier for this country. Um, and then to come home and be dropped off on the doorstep with no aftercare for what has happened. I mean, anyone else these days, you know, uh, you go into any kind of traumatic event, like a, a school shooting, for example, they immediately have counselors and all kind of after services set up for the people that had to live through that, that are ongoing for months and even years at a time afterward for a one day traumatic event to help people mentally get through it and to heal properly. And we don't do that for our veterans after months and years and decades hey. of their service and their trauma. We provide them nothing. I'll, I'll speak from experience. 10 months. Yeah. Gunshots, 24 seven, occasional explosions, you know, suicides happening on the base, working all day, then on the road all night, not sleeping, still PTing, you know, running on minimal anything. And they, we got back. And, you know, they put us in front of a computer screen to do our screening. Have you done this? This, And we all just, blah, blah, blah. you know, everyone just goes through it. And, and that was it. And we just, you know, moved on with our lives. That's, that's the care we got. Like, okay, cool. What are you suffering from any of these right now? Like, I don't, loss of sleep, loss. Like, I don't know what I was sleeping for like 20 minutes. We, we get like three hours of sleep a night of that. Like, I don't know. Am I suffering from loss of sleep? I don't know. Yes. But I don't know if it's because of mental stuff and they don't give it to you. They give it to like a week. We're back, I think. Maybe a week. And they gave us that. So, you know, we're gone for 10 months. We're back for a week. Finally seeing people, our schedules are completely just through the roof because, you know, we weren't normal for 10 months. And we got a two minute questionnaire that we filled out on a computer screen about stuff that we wouldn't even notice because we went from being doing that all the time to finally seeing family, friends, and loved ones and, you know, trying to do that. So you're not sleeping anyway. And, you know, they literally give you like, I'm not joking. When I say I filled out like a five page questionnaire on a computer where it was just click yes, no. And that was it. Peace. Bye. See you later. Adios. Bye. Can Dios. And Bye. to me, that's just absolutely disgraceful. There's no gave... reason that we can't do better. There should be mandatory therapy sessions oh. For several months after, just to make sure that you're adjusting correctly, there should be resources and tools offered to you. There should be warning lists provided so that if you have symptoms 
of PTSD or any other kind of mental health issue that comes along with service, you should know what the warning signs are for that and what to look out for. And so should your friends and family in case you're not doing well. And mm. none of this is provided. And the only, the only way you get it is from veterans, you know, me, everyone else out there sharing things on, you know, social media to put things, you know, into perspective, like, hey, what, here's the warning, here's, you know, the symptoms of PTSD, here's the ones of traumatic brain injury, and then there's the ones in the middle, what, which go with both, and there's what you need to be looking for. That's the only time I've ever seen it. I never, I mean, I saw it hanging on a wall in the VA once, but, you know, my mental health, you know, doctor, again, couldn't pronounce my name, absolutely sucked, and really all she, like, her notes were asked backwards, I don't know what she was listening to. There was a language barrier, and the only thing she really cared about is, are your meds working? Like, kind of, okay, see you in six months. Like, thanks, Doc. See you later. It's a it's a blast. Thanks. No, you know. And I would just like to say that meds are not a cure. Oh no. Period. Meds I... do not make you better. Meds make you numb in a different way. You know what uh but conveniently I was one of the I was one of the uh smart ones, shall I say, where the only ones that I've been taking for years regardless because I could, I mean, I told her a million times I don't need this stuff because I work through it myself. The only stuff I take now is the sleeping one because believe it or not, that head injury over there really, but I'm not sleeping without them. Yeah. There's no reason I should drive, you know, be up all night, drive to, you know, be up all night, have an emergency surgery. So I'm up, you know, in pain all night, have the surgery and then drive home through the night without needing to sleep. And like, there's something broken there. So I take, one sleeping pill, three of them, and another one for migraines. And all four pills that I take are all migraine prophylactic, so my head doesn't feel like it's going to explode all day. And those have been the only ones that I've been on for years because they actually do keep my head from wanting to explode as much. So those are the godsends, and I don't. But everything else that they try to put me on, like but the one that made me feel like I was literally, you know, twitching like that all the like, and it didn't resolve anything. Like you know, the sleeping one—that's why I take it. The migraine one. Because they work. They help me sleep. They keep my head from wanting to explode. But the other ones, you know, they really just give you twitchingness and have to put you on a million other drugs and want to numb you from actually feeling anything. And that's why the problem doesn't go away because they and put you on not, that so you don't feel it. It's not that meds do not help because while you're well, going they, through the processes of healing and doing therapy and working through what you need to work through, they will help yeah. you so that you don't feel completely out of control, which no. is a positive. However, the meds alone don't will never, ever cure your mental no. health issues. You need to put the work in behind the meds. Yeah. And no. I think a lot of people run into a lot of doctors that are like, oh, just take this and you'll be better. And mm -hmm. it doesn't make you better. It makes you numb. You have to put the work in. Makes you dependent. Correct. Which is, which is why I keep, you know, sharing everything, you know, just on a side, you know, note for it. Again, there's many, you know, work through it. I have this. Believe it or not, I've come like if you look back to the first couple to where I am now, I've worked through a lot of you know different anxieties and things that I have just by doing this and talking to that beautiful camera that you bought me. Uh, it helps, you know, that's a good thing. You know, the art, a thing, you know, you can work out, hike, like there's a million things. You And you might go through a million things just to try to find something. But there are also, you know, again, activities out there that you can do to help your brain work through certain things. So don't think, you know, it's, 
you know, it's, it, it's a very, like, there's a lot of things out there. I guess that's the easiest way, you know, to put it, you know, just to find something. Cause there's something for everyone that will help you like just to work through it that, you know, is calming and peaceful and, you know, puts your brain in a good place to help work through everything. At least and for me. It doesn't me. have to be something yeah. that you thought you would yeah. enjoy. It doesn't have to be something that you enjoyed yeah. prior to your trauma. It can be something totally new and out of character. Yeah. As like long this. as it brings you some sort of peace, that's what matters. Yeah. Like it's doing your center, this. your grounding, and yeah. that's what you need. That's like, what's important. And like doing this, I put the show up the first time. There are people from both the Marine Corps and high school. You can talk. Like, I know, right? Believe me. Turns out all those years when no one got a word out of me were detrimental towards my well-being, just like painting. I mean, look at me now. I'm not bothering you guys as much anymore, but you guys were getting updates all the time. I didn't even know I could do it. And it's quite relaxing now. That's just something I just happened to stumble upon because I was poor. And I was trying to make her an anniversary gift that meant something, you know, as I couldn't buy her something. And I was like, actually, it wasn't that bad. And look at me now. Trust me. She used to get updates like three times a day where I was just... Shooting them off. I was going. But, you know, there's a million things out there. Really, the goal of it, you know, try things, experience things. You know, you're never going to know, you know, what the thing is. You know, it's like she said about, you know, therapists and stuff. It might take a few to figure, you know, to find one that you click with and that, you know, fits and is right. But once you find it, it is, I don't even know a word for it, but damn, does it feel good. It's an amazing thing to finally find that thing. And again, I just stumbled upon it. And now it brings me peace and relaxation. And, you know, even going through everything now, because I'm still a crying, bubbling mess from everything. It's still nice to sit down and paint. It might take me an extra week and a half to get through anything because, you know, my brain's not there, but it still brings me, you know, some kind of something. To help my brain, you know, process and work through things, just like when I was dealing with, you know, that beautiful divorce. Ask her. When I came home that December, I was a mess. I was way overweight. And God, look how much better of a mood I was in just by the time of your wedding. And I dropped 50 pounds at the same time because working out, that worked through a lot of rage for me. It's a great motivator, but I just think things that piss me off. And I work out and, you know, my brain processes and gets through it. And that was just me personally. But it's a wonderful thing too. Like there is something out there for everyone. If one thing doesn't work, you know, don't be afraid to try another thing. Cause you know, no matter what, sooner or later, something's going to click and it can be life-changing both physically and mentally. Cause once you start getting your mental game, right, your body will, you know, start cooperating more, at least in my experience, you know, when your brain's, you know, screwed up, doesn't really help anything. But when you're finally, you know, clicking, it's a good thing. See, even the categories. The body keeps the score. Yeah. Like you That's said. That's the whole yeah. point yeah. of that book. Yeah. Honestly, it is. Um, and I think another thing to keep in mind, one of the best ways to help yourself through the healing process is to help other people through theirs. Um, find a community yep. that will help you help people like you. Um, together, we're all stronger. Uh, here in Pennsylvania, there is a place called Camp Freedom. And um, Camp Freedom is 
for veterans. It's run almost entirely by volunteers, built almost entirely by volunteers. It's for veterans, first responders um, that have been injured, that they can come here um, and, and they provide areas for outdoor activities and hunting. Um, and all of the accommodations needed for these men and women to be able to enjoy the outdoors, um, even with their catastrophic injuries and brain traumas and everything else. Um, and it's almost entirely run by volunteers, many of whom are also veterans. Um, so not only are, are they helping these people to feel like they can again and enjoy things that they enjoyed, um, even though, you know, they, they may not be a hundred percent, but it, it's helping the volunteers as well, um, sure. to be able to, you know, aid their brothers and sisters, even though we're now home and we're, we're in the civilian life, you can still be, you know, partners in the field, so to speak. Um, so I'd, I'd encourage anybody that, you know, might be going through some stuff. Um, don't give up on yourself, but maybe channel some of that energy of needing to do something into helping people that are suffering just like you're suffering. Yeah. It's one of the best ways to help yourself heal. There's a lot of programs out there like that, like that one. I can't remember the one, you know, that's run by the one owner of Home Depot. Arthur Blank runs it. And I mean, not a lot of veterans get into it, but once you're in it, you get lifelong mental health support for free and all kinds of things. And they help you work through a lot of things. And as much as I hate the Home Depot, call me crazy. Maybe it's just the one here and the one will Bear suck. Maybe it's just that. I don't know. I don't like them, but the owner of that, you know, they actually do have a really good program that leaves out in Colorado. Whenever I find it again, you know, I'll look for it after we're done here. And I'll try to post that on the socials as well, because that's a really good program. And again, there's, you know, big ones like that. There's ones like she mentioned, like they're all over the place. Yeah, you just got to look. And there's a lot of people out there that are willing to help, you know, as, you know, might not feel like anyone wants to in the situation you're in. There's always someone out there. Always. And like she said, there's even some that are veterans helping other veterans, which, you know, it's helping those people and they're helping themselves. And, you know, it's the double whammy, which can be quite uplifting towards, you know, your whole entire view on life. You know, so I can't forget that. Like, that's really, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Just finding it, looking for it or, you know, starting it. Like you can do all kinds of things and there's help out there. Amen. Not a lot of people seem to know it. Again, we don't make any, you know, the world doesn't go out of their way to, you know, share any of these things with anyone that actually, you know, needs the help. We're more worried about pushing, you know, the next big pharma drug or anything down everyone's throat, not actually helping anything. So, and I mean, think about it when you, when you really are down on yourself, the things that your self talk, you know, I'm useless, I'm pathetic, I'm this, I I'm suck. that. When you, help another person 
you feel good about yourself. And when you're able to help another person from that place of feeling like you have nothing to offer, and yet you can still step into a situation and help someone else, that's a powerful feeling. A hell of a drug. Because even though you feel like you're nothing some days, you can still step in and put a smile on someone else's face and have help someone else get through their bad day. That's powerful. Yeah. That's That comes from a place of strength, even in a place of weakness. Yep. It's just something people don't, you know. Again, we don't put any emphasis on mental health in this country. So a lot of people that don't even get to hear anything, you know, like this because we're more p- worried about, you know, distracting things and stupid things than, you know, getting a fix on anything that actually matters and will actually help the problems if we don't give a damn about actually, you know, doing anything that properly fixes the problem. We've turned into a very lazy fix me now kind of thing instead of actually, you know, which doesn't fix people most of the time. You know, you actually have to put in the work, except you never get to hear about anything like that, but you will hear about, you know, a new pharmaceutical, every commercial break that's, you know, going to help you do something, but it'll give you these side effects possibly, which means then you have to take something else which just keeps the pill mill going and it keeps people sick instead of actually fixing anything. And I'm pretty happy that that's the most political thing I've said almost, you know, an hour into this thing, but it's true. Big business runs everything. They're more worried about shoving stuff down your throat than anyone actually fixing anything. I'm not saying that they're, you know, obviously there's a lot of people out there. I'm saying we push, you know, the quick fix instead of people putting in the work and a lot of people just want it, which is why the problems don't get any better. You know, a little bit of work can go a long way. Well, and let's be honest. Most serious mental health issues are not, they, they weren't a quick. No, none of them start. are. They're not going to be a quick cleanup. Yeah. And sadly, we're in a world of fix me now, just give me the pill. And that does never solve the problem ever, ever for anyone not listening like that. Uh, again, it helps you when you're working through stuff, but just taking a pill, never going to fix the problem. You actually have to go in there and do the damn work. And if you do the damn work, there's beautiful life out there. I just got distracted by a cat knocking on the door. Sorry, I turned my brain off for a second there. What do you want? But yeah, I think we're, uh, we need to do better. And you know, again, the numbers show it. We all deserve, you know, they all deserve, all those people deserve, you know, still live. One is too many. And I know we're probably over 22 a day, like has to be, which is, you know, that's just veterans. It doesn't include, you know, everyone in their regular day of life. Cause outside of veterans, there's still like 40,000 a year. Yeah. And now there is help. There is hope. And the only time it's all gone is when you're no longer here to try to find it. So I hope everyone remembers that because no matter what, there's always someone when you're in, you know, that mindset that would rather not sleep for days on end, just letting you, you know, unload everything and try to feel better. Million, like anyone would rather do that to help you than go to your funeral. Like we, maybe that's just a veteran thing. I don't know, but I'd rather not sleep for a week just to let you unload everything than go to another funeral. Like, 
there's a there's a saying um not sure if it's an exact quote or not but i'm going to try and get it close but um suicide does not end your pain it just passes it along to the next yeah. generation yeah it just hurts so many people behind you that are now left alone that despair and you know questions and not knowing and you know were they not enough like it just opens the door for so much craziness and again i fully you know i'm not you know i get the mindset where it is to feel just completely helpless but the only thing that does is pass that pain on to other people and take away any chance of it getting better because I mean, look and at everything. I think most of us with a mental health issue, that's a part of that same stigma you would think. I mean, for, for most of us anyway, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would rather carry that pain for my friends and family, myself, and shoulder that burden than pass my pain on to them. So suicide really is the opposite of what that hero's mentality for a veteran would be. Um, it's just... It's, yes, you feel hopeless and helpless, but that mentality of, of, I got it, that should apply the same way here. It has to apply the same way here because that's not something we want to pass on to our spouses or yeah. our children or our nieces and nephews and friends and family. It just... um if it feels overwhelming to you, it may be that day. Um, but that's just that day. And and to make a permanent decision like ending your life will then ensure that it goes on every day for the rest of forever in the lives of those you've touched as well. Yeah. And again, I've been there, felt that. Uh no matter what, there's always someone and we're not, you know, stigmatizing why, because the wars that go on inside, you know, people's heads, like I fully understand just wanting it, you know, to stop. And again, I know people that like every waking moment, you know, they close their eyes, they're having flashbacks, they're doing like, I fully understand, you know, you know, what the hell is like that people go through. Um, I just really, the moral of this is that there's always help out there for anyone and don't make a permanent decision because there's always, you know, help. And I think we as a country need, you know, literally the whole country need to do better at that because those numbers shouldn't be that. And for the love of God, seniors shouldn't be the largest, you know, jump in, you know, suicide numbers like that should never be a thing you know to feel that hopeless after you know working for forever and seeing everything gone now like yeah that shouldn't be a thing like they should be living their best lives so you know this is across the board there's help and it does you know there's a chance to get better and again the veterans i know how hard it is to get care that actually matters it took them forever to give me a psych doctor and now she literally we don't even meet you know what i'm just an email away if you ever need me but you're doing you know there's been so much improvement since i first got you like yeah well actually yeah there's a lot of stupid involved then but yeah i, I kept going and yeah it does get better and you know again I, I feel for every veteran out there and all because you know some of them there's just no chance of getting you know any you know 
at least, you know, quick, reasonable help. Hell, I wasn't sleeping and I was losing my mind. It took the, you know, VA's like, well, we can get you in six months. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's going to help. So I drove all the way to Vietnam with Walter and sat in the ER and then miraculously, they could see me the next week. You know, you know, the VA needs to do better. Everyone needs to do better. And uh, yeah, I understand where, you know, at least the veteran side of it is coming from because, you know, you see some shit, you do some shit. Your brain is altered for forever. And if you keep reliving the worst moment of your life all the time, I get it. You know, I'm just pleading, you know, for anyone that can hear this, you know, reach out. There are people that love you and that will go through hell and back to get you the help that you need, even if that's just listening. We're all willing to do it. Don't call me after I've taken my sleeping meds because I might fall asleep on you. That's the only time I won't answer is when I'm in a coma from those. Otherwise, me and everyone else, we're always there to answer the phone. And there are other, you know, avenues. If yeah. if if he's asleep, you can always call yeah. 988, was, which is the National Suicide yeah. Hotline. There is someone on call 24-7 just to listen to your voice. Dial 988 and press 1. Correct. And there's the Veterans Crisis Line, 998lifeline.org, where they have some people on there, the headstrongproject.org. Again, there's just, you know, thing after thing. And even if it's just 911, like someone will sit there and listen to you and get you to someone on one of those, you know, from one of those lines to talk to you. Like they're out there and that, and, you know, again, I'm not talking trash on anyone. I, I, I know the stuff some people see and what that, and if you have to keep reliving that, you don't want to live it then, let alone every time you close your eyes. So I fully, you know, you know, get it. And the health sucks, but please just, you know, reach out to something. I don't like seeing everyone's family's faces brokenhearted. I mean, I'm tired of crying. I don't cry. Ask her. And, you know, and I was just, you know, this one isn't sitting right. We need to stop it. And uh, there's a lot of help. I just don't ever think that, you know, it's helpless and no one's out there for it. Cause there's a lot of people that give a damn. And, you know, we're all here for you. So all these resources and links, I assume, will be in? Oh, yeah, I'll put them in the. I'll either have them directly in the post, you know, with all the links for the show, or I'm going to probably do one in and of itself, just, you know, have the link, the information, who they are, and, you know, give them the whole thing so it's not so clustered, but those links. And the picture for dial 988, like all that stuff will go up at some point when I put a yeah, the show, whether it's today or tomorrow, but they'll go up and I'll probably again do it separate, you know, give them their own individual outside of doing the show notes because, you know, no one actually looks, you know, those things, but I'll, they'll all get their posts because everyone needs to know those resources and anyone listening, if there's more resources, post them on the damn page, post them everywhere you can, because no matter what, someone knows someone that needs it and you just hitting share helps. Doesn't mean that the person's, you know, physically going through it and having those thoughts, but they're just sharing it. So, you know, it can get on to someone else that might be scrolling and need it. And just that little bit, as much as I hate the social media and stuff, there's a lot of people, veterans, everyone that just sits there and scrolls, you know, looking for stuff. And if you could post that on all the social, other people see it and share it 
and it at least brings you know awareness to something. So if someone you know is going through it, they can use it. If someone knows someone that is going through it, they can send it to them. You know, it's just one of those little things that social media is actually good for to help spread you know certain things. You know, if you get it in the hands of the right people. Other than that, social media is the devil. Say, they hurt my head, but. Since they put that breathing dope down my throat, I can't drink anything without dying. But anyway, that's all I got. You know, they'll be shared. And if you see them, or at least if you're listening to this, go look for them and, and share them because, you know, the more it's out there, the more people know about it, the more people can help other people. And yeah, try to get those numbers going back in the proper direction towards, you know, where they should be, which is zero because no one should have to feel like that. And let's burn down the VA and start it over again so it's not such a shithole. But there we go. Let me nice and leave it at that. Shithole. Anything else? No, I just want to thank you for having me on and, you know, oh, yeah. being able to share in this topic um, something I'm passionate about myself. And, and I hope that if it even reaches one person, then today was worth it yeah like again I, I you know want to thank everyone for uh you know this and you know for sharing out you know the episode for you know justin me bawling my eyes out with some memories from him you know uh and everyone that shared it that got it to you know his family members because a lot of them reached out even some that i never met so that you know meant a lot so do the same thing with this and all the links to help everything because you know again you might not think it does, but if it gets in front of one person and helps them, you know, in any way, that's a victory for, you know, all of society and the world because, again, no one should have to deal with it and have nowhere to go because that's, that's, that's a bunch of some big booty bullshit. There's, there's a lot of resources. No one gives a damn about them in here, which is why, you know, we're seeing so many stupid things pushed and, you know, Everyone's just making money off of other people's misery. And P.S. That's fucked. There's my last one for the show. You're just worried about making money off of it, not pushing, you know, actual cures. You're a dick. You're a monster. What's a, what's a garbage human? There's my shout out to Adina. And she still scares me. That is a frightening However tall she is, woman, that's scary. But don't forget, yeah, share the hell out of it. You know what platforms they're on. Sponsors are all there in the link tree. Didn't mention them last time. I'll mention it that much this time. You know, they're on the link tree, which I share. Share the hell out of it. Thank my darling little older sister. She'll be back again if this goes well to talk about education. And until we meet again, I'm out. Peace. Bye. <laughs>